As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I'm talking about America, sweet America. You know, I'm calling again. What do you want? Oh, uh, oh, oh God, I, I need to change my input or something here. I sound like a freaking. What's going on here, man? Jeez. Oh, um, all it takes is a little, little tiny old apocalypse, and all of a sudden your sound quality goes in the shitter. I did rearrange my entire uh, office, though, to be a little more, um, a little more savvy with the new, the new normal of being able, you know, to record and um, present my kids' uh, presentations in class virtually. Wow. Okay. We're not doing that yet, but I know it's going to happen. Plus, if you oh, didn't yeah. see the thing on Facebook the other day, we did do a live uh, online opportunity ticket drawing on Sunday night that happened in my backyard. I, saw I hung my setup. TV. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't see the actual event, but I saw the setup, which was kind of neat. I saw you did that in your back. Yeah, so we're, we're ready to go. I'm glad, you know, we, we've got all the parts that work, so we can record it and broadcast all we want. So we might do an AMA sometime this week, too, so check that out. By Absolutely. the way, we started the podcast. I'm recording. Yeah, well, you know, at this point, I kind of figured you would. Uh, <laughs> uh, the song up front, thank you for being patriotic in our time of need, America by uh, uh, Ray Charles. Just uh, start off there with, uh, you know, some good feelings about America, even though, you know, it's the end times. Yeah, I wanted to keep it a little relevant so I could throw out straight over to your new podcast called Listen to This, hosted by Eric Leckie, where he has a bunch of old people like Ray Charles uh, that plays music and stuff, and he tells you about it. I'm sure you could sell I it better. Even, you want to try to do a little bit better? Uh, yeah. Well, actually, yes. I try, I try my best to take people on a little bit of a musical journey. Um, a lot of stuff you maybe haven't heard or from artists 
you know, let's face it, when you listen to the radio, you hear the same five songs from all, you know, about 20 different artists. And that's about what fills the radio stations for the day. So this is just an attempt to uh, introduce you to things and uh, concepts uh, in blues and R&B and rock and and uh, some modern stuff uh, using a theme to kind of tie it all together. I have a lot of fun doing it. It's called Listen to This. And uh, speaking of Ray Charles, I could I could probably do an entire episode of just blind uh, singers. Yeah, you could. That would actually be really, really fun. As bad as he made it sound, everyone, it's actually a pretty good show. So check it out. <laughs> this is funner.com. It's right up there. The first episode's out now, and we're going to start releasing them every 10 days. So the next one's out if you lo- If you love it, if you love it, it's because of all the hard work I do. If you hate it, it's because the producer is horrible at his job. Well, uh, mean, that's that's about what it comes down to. Um, <laughs> just know that, that so, social distancing has uh, limited my ability to create good quality when recording other people. I, do, do you think – okay, because uh, uh, no, that you actually brought up a, a really good concept that I, I've been thinking about lately. So you know how – okay, every generation is a little different. You know, Obviously, we're, you know, we're Gen X. We're a little different from our parents and our yeah. kids are different than us and all that kind of stuff. And you know how that they say that kids now, especially the Gen Z, they are so tied in uh, to their tech and their devices that they don't know really how to socialize, that they're not – um, you know, you and I used to be able to go out in the streets and play baseball in the street or ride, you know, you'd ride your bike in the neighborhood and you'd make friends. Kids don't do that anymore. And I'm just thinking if this social distancing thing lasts long enough, do you think that the older generations are going to have to adjust to kind of being that, uh, that way, which Gen Z is already there? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually I do. I think there are uh, just a couple generations that are going to be handicapped when it comes to it. The old, old, old people right now that, that really just don't care. Well, they're probably going to die off from the coronavirus. Let's be honest, but <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. But the young ones won't have a problem because they will know nothing other than that. And like you said, they don't know how to socialize, but everybody above that, the two generations, I think us and the generation above us, which is what boomers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be, I think we're going to have a little bit of adjustment to that. Everybody above that will be dead and everybody below that will already be ahead of us. <laughs> So I'll drink to that. I guess so. You're drinking to everything as, as so as I, am I, uh, but I just think that it's weird that, uh, you know, with the social distancing, I honestly don't notice that much has changed. You know, when my wife and I go for walks, when someone passes, you just kind of nod at them, you or know, you or you, you say hi. Or, I mean, every, essentially we've been social distancing now for the past decade, you know? So you haven't, <laughs> you haven't, um, you haven't seen the cross the street in front of you, like you see them coming your way, and then you just cross the entire roads to go the other way to social distance yourself when you're walking. You don't see that right now. You guys are on the same side of the street. Yeah, I mean, but you know, we're not like interacting, and we do kind of keep a distance. And you know, it, two people are walking on the sidewalk, coming at each other. One kind of steps into the street a little bit uh, uh, just to kind of avoid them. But it, I'll be honest with you, that's that's stuff that happened six months ago. So I'm not even really noticing anything different. The only thing I'm noticing is no more handshakes. Uh, that's gone. Uh, that might be a thing of the past. We might wake up one day and like our, our kids are going to be like, what's a handshake? It's going to be uh, like Demolition Man, man. We don't touch. You just do the air high five. Yes, that's all right. Perfect tie-in, which, by the way, might be a good movie for us to watch. I just um, watched it. <laughs> you did? It's a great okay, movie. Well, let's get to that. Let's get to happier things right now. What, what are you watching? I mean, obviously, we have a lot of free time on our hands at the moment, uh, uh, yes. probably more than we should have. Uh, so are you just binge watching stuff? Or are you trying to get to are you rewatching? Or are you watching new stuff? Uh, a little bit of both. My wife and I are catching up on the ones we haven't really had a chance to. Like, we're behind a little bit on Better Call Saul and Walking Dead and Grey's Anatomy and stuff like that. But we're also jumping into, like, Pandemic. And then, and then I'm jumping into old movies that my kids haven't seen. Or maybe they had seen they were younger. They don't remember, like, Jack or Hook. 
So I'm kind of like spreading it out. I'm not trying to start anything new until I finish all the crap I've been been trying to watch, unless I really think that it'll be cool, like Pandemic. What is the oldest movie that you would show your kids? When like when you think to yourself, oh, let's watch an older movie. When you when you think older, what what like uh, era are you talking about? Uh, the, the ones I mentioned were eighties, but I would take them as far back as like Darby O'Gill and the little people with Sean Connery. Um, the, one of the first, first going pretty back. Yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, late sixties. I want to say early seventies, if not, uh, again, early sixties. I don't even know how old is Sean Connery. Is he even alive anymore? Um, I I don't know. Let's check in with him. What about you? Don't presume to tell me how to find help. That was our dog's name. <laughs> okay, so yeah, no. What uh, about welcome you? back to our podcast. Chris and Eric do bad impressions. Oh, I've got a good one. Ready? This, Ready? Go. Here. Okay, okay. Hold on. This is um. Sh- okay, so now she. Hold on. No, you go first. Hold on. I got a better one. I'm trying to look. Okay, <clears throat> I got uh, uh. This is my Kermit the Frog. Ready? Here we go. Hi ho, Kermit the Frog here. Nailed it. All oh my right, god, that's you, how. Okay, you. okay, so mine is this uh. Young actress that's only been in one uh, movie ever. Uh, it's the movie called Aliens. Mm-hmm. She was the young lady. Uh, her name, I can't pull up fast enough because my computer browser apparently wants to go really slow. But she was the one that she goes, what's your name? And she goes, Newt. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I love the one word impression. That's pretty good. All right, here we go. Here is Louis Armstrong. What a wonderful world. Dude, I think you got the coronavirus. <laughs> oh. I, I'm going crazy. That is true. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Um, okay, I got one. Keanu Reeves, when somebody recognizes him in public. Whoa. Okay, how about right. dueling Keanu Reeves? Ready? Here's oh, mine. Oh, jeez. Whoa. Oh, that was better. Yeah. You suck. Okay, now let's do our impression of the other guy from Bill and Ted that no one remembers. Crickets. Because because <laughs> he's dead. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. No, no, he's in the new one coming out. Maybe, if it ever does come out. Did it come out already? Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, what's a movie? I don't even know. People are going to be asking, like, hey, people, they make new movies? No. They stopped making movies in March of 2020, and they're ha- it's, now, huh, it's now April 2045. No new movie has been made in 25 years. No movie longer than three minutes because everybody's at home making their own damn movies. <laughs> hey, question. Uh, um, I oh, – go ahead. Uh, uh, what about your movies? You, I know you're old and you like all the old crap. Would you, would you, yeah. would you venture a, a little bit into an era you don't like, like the 90s? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> exactly. No, you know, what, you know what's actually like a real dead zone for me? I mean, I listen. My wife and I watch movies as old as like 1917. Uh, yeah. silent films and we watch all of a real dead period is the 1970s for me. And th- you got to take out star Wars and you know, the big blockbusters obviously. Right. I mean the, the big blockbusters I've all seen, but like your average 1970s movie is a real dead zone for me and I'm not uh, as familiar with it. So Monique and I are trying to, uh, um, we pick a family movie that we watch with the kids up and then the kids go to bed and then Monique and I are going to have ones that we want to watch. And I think I'm going to start doing some more from the seventies. So you're watching like what? One who flew over the cuckoo's nests. Uh, I know you've seen See, but that's Godfather. a blockbuster. So I've seen it, but no, I'm thinking okay. like, like in the seventies, it was really popular to do a lot of, um, 
uh, and it's topical. You know, and everyone's watching pandemic movies and stuff right now. Yeah. But in the 1970s, they like to do natural disaster movies a lot, kind of like what we did with like Sharknado and crap like that, where it's over the top, it's cheesy, oh, but there's like a lot of stars. So you have um, the Andromeda Strain. You have uh, the what's the one with the, uh, uh, the the cruise ship that flips upside down? Um, Wasn't that just Poseidon's uh, Adventure or something? Poseidon Adventure. Yep. I mean, uh, Earthquake. Westworld. Steve McQueen and Towering Inferno and uh, like I why not just some cheesy you know uh, if it was made you know in the 90s it would have Bruce Willis and if it was made today it would have the <laughs> rock in it type 70s movies yeah you're you're 100 percent right that's actually kind of funny I'm looking at these movies from the 70s a lot of these I would have thought would have been your taste like Clockwork Orange um, which again wasn't a blockbuster overrated is so it? overrated. Really? Okay. Well, this is where yeah, Westworld uh, started too. Westworld and Mad Max. This is where all they began, along with um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, which was a huge movie. You know, so yeah. So definitely, into the world was on everybody's mind. <laughs> I mean, there's some of the big blockbusters in the '70s are kind of cool. I mean, listen, The Godfather and Star Wars are like my two favorite movies of all time, and they're from the '70s. But I mean, like your average, just you know, like I know all the hits. It's like, if you play, uh, if you play, uh, uh, the radio station and it's movies, I know all the hits. I don't know the deep cuts. And so I want to, uh, uh kind of explore around the fringes, a little bit of the seventies. Cause it's a dead zone for me. Well, let me know how that works out for you. I was, uh, I I've been going through the whole, uh, into the world type things and I've tried to get contagion, contagion to walk, come through a few times, no luck, but the one I want to see again, which I think is kind of where the world's going. Remember the movie surrogates, with Bruce oh, Willis. Yeah. With Bruce you, Willis, yes. Where, where you're in a room and you're like in a sarcophagus, for lack of better words, and then you're like connected to this droid that's out in the real world being you in whatever age or facet you like, and you don't ever really come into interaction with real people ever. So is that where the world's going? That's actually, that, yeah, who knows? That might, they might start calling that a documentary in a few years. Right. It's actually going to be, um, it can be a history lesson in school. Let's say that this lasts for, I mean, let's say this is just major and it lasts for, you know, six months, you know, a year, whatever. Well, schools are looking what? to be canceled. You know that, right? Yeah. I mean, they still might come back. I mean, I think it all depends on how this shakes out. I honestly think the next two weeks, uh, two to three weeks are the most important weeks in probably the last 20 years of American history because if things kind of start smoothing out and we're going to be fine, I think everything will be okay. I think if it goes down the shitter even more and we turn into what's going on in Italy, I think, uh, let's just say, I, I think you should be cleaning your weapons and making sure you have ammo. Uh, let's just say everything's shiny. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that was something I was uh, thinking of doing tonight, actually. is uh, And then I'm counting the rounds of ammunition, and Monique says, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you should buy more ammunition. I said, yeah, I'm looking at it, and I go, well, right now I have a hundred bullets on oh. hand. Uh, if I need to use more, if I'm using a hundred and one bullet, that means we're f like, if I've fired more than a hundred shots, then it's the end. Like we're done. You that's, know, what I, we'll, we'll, that's what I told Evelyn too. She goes, "You think you have enough?" And I'm like, "I've got, I've got enough to make us make us safe. Nobody will mess with me. I have enough. <laughs> Not I yeah, mean, just enough. You no. don't have more than enough, but you no. definitely have like if honestly at this point, if you have to fire off more than a clip, you're in, you're in some serious shit. I mean, there's yeah. there's stuff going down. So yeah, you're I have in, about a hundred bullets. So if you send a hundred and one enemies at my way, you will win. If you send ninety nine, I will be victorious. <laughs> well, I don't think that would be true because you're a lousy shot. 
Um, yeah. for, <laughs> no, I'm, I've watched. Listen, I've watched all three John Wick movies like seven times. Did you? And I think I got some moves down. And I'm going to be doing like splits and like firing up people's like penis holes and, oh. and doing all kinds of stuff. And the only thing that gets me about those movies is, is everyone in the city of New York an assassin? Like as he walks down the street, everyone's getting an alert going, kill John Wick or uh, John Wick is persona non grata and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, Jesus Christ, is, is New York just filled with sociopaths? And the answer is yes. It is true. It's 100 percent true. And, and all of them look amazing, too. Like they're in perfect shape. Jackholes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Except for that one fat sumo guy that kind of threw him around. Yeah, but that was just fun and entertaining. They needed some sort of comedy relief in that show. It's all dark and death, which isn't bad. You know, uh, it reminded me of because, you know, I don't know if you saw, but Jimmy Fallon uh, was broadcasting from his home and he had yeah. like his wife and kids as part of the show, which is cute, clever idea, you know, and stuff. And people are doing what they can. I'm watching a, a, like ABC News here and watching the weather girl that I have the hots for broadcasting yeah. from uh, and like standing in front of her TV set, which they've converted into a uh, a monitor that plays like, you know, the the loop of what the weather patterns are. What's Anyways, her, I'm what's watching all again? this. Uh, well, Brianna Ruffalo is like the my current love uh, at the moment. She okay. is just fantastic. Um, the uh, uh, but it reminds me of the Simpsons episode with Krusty the Clown, where they shut down television everywhere because Bob Shaicho Bob has the nuclear bomb and he's threatening to shut. You know, he wants everything shut down. Yeah. And Krusty the Clown drives out to the middle of the uh, desert and broadcasts from that UHF station uh, in the middle of nowhere. And I, I have a feeling like that's what it's going to come to. Like they're going to shut down everything and someone who's so desperate for ratings is going to be like, I'm going to take over the emergency broadcast channel and it's going to be the Scorpion and Battery show. Uh, <laughs> the Scorpion and Battery show. It's like Axe Mama and Shoehorn or something. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be doing like puppetry. Like they're going to have no material. They're going to be taking off their socks and, and making sock puppets. And that's going to be the only thing on TV. And it's going to get a hundred share because everyone's going to watch it because it's the only thing on. Well, I'm going to wait about another two weeks and then I'm going to start buying stock in like Carnival Cruise and stuff because they're going to have a, they're going to be down for a little while, but it'll make its way back up when I'm about ready to retire. So I'm sure I'll be good. Yeah, I even thought about buying vacations, but for next year, you know, buying that trip to Italy or, you know, the trip to Australia or whatever it is. And you just schedule it for 2021, but you buy it all now. I know people doing that right now, but it's all it's it, it all it off. It all offers a, a refund no matter what. So it's it's safe. Yeah, it's it's like a, it's like a lottery ticket, right? You're like, listen, for a thousand bucks, I could probably book a pretty kick ass trip for the entire family to Italy for like. 12 days in 2021 and that same trip would cost seven or eight thousand dollars if i booked it normally so why not just spend the thousand bucks and be like screw it let's just if air flight if air flight ever comes back into play it might be gone forever now i don't think air flights will but you know what kind of pisses me off is and I, i i've read more about the bill so they're not getting a complete bailout that's a little bit of a media uh, uh they kind of label that wrong it's loans that the airlines have to pay back so it's not like free money but here's what pisses me off about the airlines they spent the last 30 years treating us like shit yeah. cram us in stand here in this line oh what you have uh, an inhaler you can't bring that on the plane that could be dangerous throw that in the trash and just try to struggle to breathe uh oh what you got you have a baby bottle no you can't bring that on board oh you have a pocket knife that's the size of a tic-tac no that's dangerous get to throw that away oh that's bag that's going to be 50 dollars and then they go all of a sudden they're like oh we need a bailout 
Yeah, and and then what are they going to do? I say let them die. Let them die, and when this is all over, let's start new airlines and do it a new way. What's that song from the Vorax? Let them die, let them die, let them shrivel up and die. Die. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, here's the thing. A lot of those companies are going to go down. But what are they going to do? Like, seriously, they do set, stack you in their like sardines. You think they're going to people are going to be comfortable sitting that close to anybody ever again? Like, no, Good they're going to have to they're going to have to, like, take out two rows of seats. So you have enough a little more room. They probably will up their prices. But a lot of people aren't going to fly for a long time. I mean, I know I know, you know family uh, members for a long time. They won't jump on a plane, probably. Well, I'll tell you. So actually, that you you just led right into something else that I wanted to ask you uh, uh, with this, uh, with all of this. Do you think the concept of, of us doing everything virtual is going to stick when this is all done? And what I mean by that is, you have a lot of people working from home, working remotely. Uh, instead of traveling for business, you're doing a video conference. Uh, kids at school are taking video lessons and submitting their homework electronically and, and all this kind of stuff. How much of this sticks after this is all done? Or do we just kind of like men in black memory erase style? We all go back to normals if everything, nothing changed. Uh, I think it's going to be a mixture at the very beginning. I think a lot of businesses like uh, media, like radio uh, and stuff. Uh, podcasting, anybody that's in entertainment that just needs to record their voice or anything that doesn't need to be there, that will be automatically switched over, which if you think about it, iHeart just fired a bunch of people and now they don't have people coming into buildings. So this is leading up to exactly what they wanted to do. Get rid of all their workspaces and just have like hubs in these big cities, which is shitty. But I think it's it, gonna it be- makes sense from a business standpoint, but it's a really shitty way to essentially be in the entertainment industry uh, in that part of the entertainment industry yeah i think a lot of these companies that were always against it like construction companies and stuff along those lines are going to be a little more savvy into doing it maybe this takes it to that four day work week with a half a day work from home on friday or something maybe that's where it takes our culture or something but i know that a lot of companies that are doing this now because they have to are going to be like, well, that wasn't as bad as I thought. We could still do this. This cuts down half of our mortgage because we don't have to, you know, we're not leasing this building over here to have 18 employees here now. We only have 10 employees in this, you know. So I think there's going to be a mixture of a lot of it. And I think down the road, eventually it's all going to get there. Everything's going to be virtual. Yeah, and I mean, so part of that I I like. Uh, I do think that, uh, and I'm no, you know, hippie environmentalist or anything like that, but just think of how many cars that takes off the road. Oh, no, you just don't Uh, like people. You don't well, like that people. too, and I, I, I'm actually rooting for this coronavirus to win. But the, uh, but no, I mean, if you think about it, think about it in terms of if you owned a company, right? You have people coming in. They're using electricity. They're using the printer. They're using the printer paper. Everyone steals pens and stationery. You gotta have them snacks. It, you gotta have them snacks. You gotta have the break room. You gotta have everything. What if everything was virtual? What if it was? Listen, you work from home. You submit your reports. They can tell if you're not working or not because work's not getting done. Yep. And if you work from home, you're not driving on the roads. You're staying home. Now, the downside is the people who have like apartments and you know they don't really have workspaces. Uh, that's gonna you know hurt them. But I think for a majority of the American workers, I'm sure that if we just embrace technology, we could probably do 70% of our workload at home, which would reduce uh, traffic. It would reduce congestion, stress. I think people would be happier because they'd have a little bit more free time. I mean, you know, I'm working from home today and I'm interrupting my day to do a podcast with you uh, because I have that freedom to do so. And I think that that was, is, uh, something that I think that could come out of this. that would be pretty great. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to give uh, businesses a lot more out-of-the-box thinking in the future uh, when it comes to doing stuff. Because I was fighting for this at my past employer for a couple days a week because of my health and because of my commute. And I was never given it. And so now everybody has it, which kind of pisses me off. But I feel like I was training for it for the last like nine months with the with the whole crazy thing and the non-commute and then changing my kids from regular school to part half-time, part home-time. You know, So I think I was in a weird situation and it all kind of worked out for me. But, um, yeah, I mean, business-wise, uh, you said you stopped your day to come on a podcast and record with me. This is my work. <laughs> so it, it, yeah. it's, it's working out great for me. I hope I can launch some podcasts and stay afloat. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, speaking of, everybody go to thisisfunner.com and check out all the podcasts that are on the This Is Funner network. And also, uh, there's the opportunity. Listen, people, you're home and everyone has ideas, right? Everyone that I know of at some point, even if you're the shyest person in the world, everyone has thought about something that they wanted to say on the radio or something that they've wanted to tell the world. Or maybe you have an expertise in something. Shit, maybe you know how to uh, uh, make uh, hand quilting and you can explain it to people. Or you know how to fix cars. Maybe you have some knowledge that you want to pass along. Uh, this is Funner also has podcasts you know, that you can he, uh, Chris here can actually help you record it and get it out there. And what a better time to do it. You have people embracing this work from home. And hell, when I'm at work, uh, in the office, half the time I see earbuds in people's uh, ears and listening to stuff. So you have nothing but a captive audience who wants more and more content, and, and uh, you should be out there creating content. Yeah, and like I said earlier, as bad as he made it sound, it's actually pretty easy. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. But I can get you up and running in a week. Uh, something as simple as you wanting to do an audio diary that you just wanted to put out there for people while this shit's going on and you're working in the medical industry and you just want to record yourself every day and just send me audio and upload it, I can do stuff like that. So there's lots of options out there. It doesn't have to be a full-blown production like some of my podcasts. A lot of the podcasts like this one are very unpolished, if you can't tell. So <laughs> What are you talking about? This is one of the most professional podcasts that I listen to. Yeah, especially with the title by that name. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's very simple to get out there. Uh, I mean, it's not very simple, but I can help you get out there as simply as simple as in a week. Or if you wanted to to put together some thoughts and pre-record some stuff, we can get it done in a month or so. I have a podcast idea. Oh God! You take a record. No, you take a recording device. You could even use your phone, but you just you know those little uh, what is it called lavalier mics or whatever, and you mm -hmm. clip it to your shirt or whatever. And everyone just starts recording their visit to their doctors. You know, and everything's uh, uh, private. You don't reveal your name. You don't read out. But we just play the audio of doctor visits. And you, the, the title of the episode will be what the, that person is going to the doctor for. Right? Oh, right? oh no, no, and no, no, no. But, no, no. but you no. don't think about it. You don't know the doctor's name. You don't know the patient's mm. name. So you're not violating any regulations. But it's just... Uh, a secret it's like that taxi cab confessions but it's just called doctor visits yes but it, but it, the title of the episode is is uh, a quote from the episode so Ooh, but, so yeah. you have to guess what the procedure is so the quote would be something like oh i like that so so when the title of the episode is i don't think you could get rectal cancer from shoving a banana up there you can guess that it's a visit to the proctologist or oh oh not past the first knuckle doctor please and that could be a number. I had no like, idea your hands are that hairy. 
said the person to their gynecologist. Uh, so that I mean that is um, I think a, a great idea because think about it. Everyone loves voyeurism, and we like to hear what other people are up to. And this is a way that you're keeping it private, but you're hearing like conversation. And then everyone always wants to know what's normal, right? That's like the number one question you hear. You know, is this normal? And what I'm feeling is normal. When you hear someone go to the doctor and ask something embarrassing and stupid, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one. I think that that's a winning idea. Like the title of this episode. <clears throat> yeah, that's what happened when I trip and fell. Yeah. Or the name of my book title that I'm going to write about this whole ordeal is How to Have Sex Quietly in the Other Room When the Kids Are There by Eric Leckie. Or the title of this podcast episode. Is it cold in here or am I, am I just naked? No. That's not a microphone in your hands. <laughs> uh, there's another one. I can't remember what it was. Ah, man. Like, oh, 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 oh. Here's uh, last one. Last one. Uh, what about the title of this podcast episode? Um, is, is it supposed to grow like that? Like all those different ways? She told me She told me that it growing crooked actually felt better. So it's not swollen. That's just its natural size. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god, this no, could honey, go on for days. It's cold outside. It's called shrinkage. No, ma'am, you don't have to be in the room when we cut his penis off. <laughs> Jeez, oh, that one hurts. Uh, <laughs> during this during this whole uh, nonsense, do you have any hobbies that you are like you're telling yourself, you know what? I'm home all this time and something to take like the mental uh you know everyone's under a lot of anxiety and stress right now that kind of like mental edge off do you have like a hobby where you're like you know what i've i've, I've always wanted to do this i'm gonna do it now like learn how to juggle or something <laughs> that's funny you say that i do that in that video that you didn't watch on sunday nights when we oh. were picking the opportunity drawing i was the clown oh, oh see okay i'm gonna have to watch <laughs> uh, it now uh, no, uh, I, I can <laughs> no, juggle by the way i can actually juggle fire i know uh mm -hmm. no no not juggling or anything like that but there have been some um like uh uh projects that I've been putting off. So like my backyard, there's a lot of stuff I want to do back there. Um, I can't afford the supplies necessarily, but I can go back there and prep a whole bunch of stuff. So it's given me time to do that. My wife also loves doing crafts and we do stuff together. So we're cleaning out the garage as we speak and we're kind of setting up an area for her to start doing more crafts with her and the kids right now since we have more time. Yeah, I'm going to do a few more paintings. Uh, I, I really enjoy my Bob Ross style paintings and uh, it's a good way to kind of take my mind off things. But yeah, I, I'm working more on the music podcast and uh, but but I'm trying to think of those hobbies. Uh, something I did today that was uh, I don't think it was a I'll ask you, is this a panic move or am I being smart? I went on Amazon before everything, you know, just completely goes to hell and I can still get deliveries. And I bought a portable solar panel kit that has that converts to a power station that has uh, AC uh, plugs, a DC adapter, USB plugs, and all, all that. So that if you know things go down, I still would have power, and I could charge lights, and I or, you know charge a laptop or a phone or flashlights and stuff like that. What do you think? Uh, no, I don't think you're going over the top with something like that. I have a generator. I have like 15 gallons of gas. I've got like four cases of water. I have no toilet paper, mind you, but I've got every truck full of gas. So I, I, I have some, I have some, you know, I prepared a little bit, so don't feel so bad. 
Okay. I just didn't know if that was me panicking or not, but I just thought to myself, uh, you know, a little solar panel so I could we could at least charge our basic devices and I could charge batteries and I could charge flashlights and radios in case, you know, you need to be you know, just kind of call it an emergency preparedness kit. Uh, and even though I'm trying to penny pinch right now, I just spent $300 on solar panels and a power station. But, you know. Well, I think between that and my technology, considering I have solar panels on my house, we could probably use what you have and what I have to make, like, I don't know, an entire house or block work. <laughs> yeah, good point. How about uh, uh, concerts? Let's throw uh, no attendance concerts where it's just completely broadcast live for everyone. And we do it in a secret location every time. So it's like, um, you know, the Black Crows play on a, you know, on a baseball field in Riverside and uh, impromptu. And then you just broadcast it uh, and then you sell a sponsorship to it. You know, Crest Toothpaste presents the Black Crows live from the Corona Softball League. Or no, no, live from uh, Larson Orthodontics in their uh, in their room where they don't do orthodontics anymore. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Stuff like that. So many businesses going out soon. It's going to suck. Yeah, uh, my company just sent out an email today essentially firing a warning shot across the bow, alerting us that, uh, hey, just so everyone knows, uh, everything sucks right now and layoffs are probably coming. Oh, yeah, everybody's going to be out of a job. Nobody's going to be making money. The stimulus package isn't going to do a whole lot. A lot of people are going to be sick, and it's not going to be fun. So with that being said, make sure you tune in weekly here on This Is Fun. (laughs) (laughs) At a certain point, we will stop doing uh, comedy and pop culture, and we will just be reporting uh, uh, where the fire – what – cities are on fire and uh, what neighborhoods are overrun by gangs uh, coming your way uh, I think that's a good time to wrap up this mini uh, mini episode of we should be better at this and uh, I, I think you know what we should do we should plan a happy episode right. where it's nothing but good vibes and good feelings uh, no matter how much we don't want to do that <laughs> no we want to do that I'm down to do that I'll bring my kids in you can bring your kids in we'll just mess around for a while Alrighty. Well, everybody, remember to go to thisisfunner.com. You can follow me at Sinatra's Rat Pack on Twitter. And please, everybody, uh, go out and listen to uh, listen to this uh, with Eric Leckie. Uh, that's my radio voice. Uh, a new episode coming out in just a couple of days, and uh, I'm excited for it. And season two is in the works as we speak. It is, because when he says in the works, it means he's bored. Yes, it means I have a lot of time on my hands and it beats stressing out about uh, my kids are going to be eating dog food in six weeks. Yeah, better dog food than cat food, though. Yeah, well, we'll, I'll just start eating the damn cats. Yeah, right. All right, guys, thank you. Go to This Is Funner. Follow me, Chris underscore Donovan on Twitter. Thanks, Eric, and man, we'll catch you later. All right, see you, everybody. Bye. Save it, brotherhood from See to shine and see the light. Oh, my heart, thank you, Jim. Shine and see. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.